0: in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives. We are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing and welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Esti Rapaport. Esty is a relationship photographer, creative journal expressive arts coach, and host of the Life Picks Relationships podcast. After observing, listening, and connecting with so many couples, Esty is on a mission to find out what makes relationships work and how they can become extraordinary, and is on a mission to help 1 million couples by the end of
1: 2025. I love that mission. And welcome, (laughs) Esty. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Yes. And I'm excited to
0: learn more about what it is you do and, and how you came to do that. So can you share some of your story and the path that brought you to where you are today?
1: Yes. Okay. So I always loved photography. I've been doing it since I was a little kid, got paid for it since I was like 12. You know, like in college, I rented a studio to go and do it. I was always, always doing photography. And as I was doing photography, I realized that my favorite part of photography was the emotions part, the connections that came out. I never especially liked modeling, not because of the pictures, because of the expressions were all plastered all fake versus like lifestyle photography. I was doing for a bit because it's really the real emotions that are there. And as I was doing it, I was like, Hey, the pictures that really see the most emotions is with couples. So I was like, okay, that's it. I'm not doing anyone else except for couples. And people thought it was crazy. They're like, what are you doing? But you know what? When someone wants couple pictures, they now know to come to me and they're really happy about that. So I'm not disappointed that I did that. Anyways, I was helping couples. Um, I was helping couples. And then I was helping couples. Then I was just taking pictures of couples. Um, and we we're taking pictures of them. They were choosing afterwards their favorite pictures. I would really recommend them to take their best ones and hang them up in a big, in their living room or bedroom where they could really get the sense of the feelings of what they want to have more often. Because a lot of times, but photography, you could just like get that one second of that true emotion. And it's frozen. You now have that, you could always look back at it and you could always relate to that feeling that you actually had at that time make sure the photo shoots are so much fun and relaxed and stuff. So it's an enjoyable process that it's not like, Oh, I just pretended I was having fun. I was pretending I was being loving, but like, I really wasn't right now. I love vision boards. I think they're cool. They set your mind in the right way and they get you thinking about the right things. But by the end of the day, when you get into a fight with your partner, it's not going to solve anything for you. So, I was looking to see how else could I help the couples that I was dealing with. Some of them were coming to me. They were like asking me questions. What else could I do? And so I was like, okay, I don't want to go back to school done with that, but I want to be able to help the couples. So I was like looking my keeping my eyes open. And there was this person who needed a place to stay for the weekend. She stayed by my house and she was then a CJA coach. Um, She's like telling me about this. She's like, you write with your other hand. That you get the answers you're looking for. You're like never confused anymore. You always know exactly what to do and gives you surprises. She's going on and on. I'm like, okay, this sounds way too cool. I need to try this. I need to see what's going on here. Now, she lived two hours away from me and she would really do like long distance clients over Zoom, even before COVID. Um, But I said, no way. I am doing this in person. I'm doing this. I'm doing this right. And so, two hours, each direction, I went to her. And literally from the first session, I was able to see what insights I got, what new perspectives I got. That I was like, I have to go and learn this. So I went to get trained in it. And now I go and I do that together with the photography that I do with couples.
0: Wow. And I think that's so fascinating. You know, we were talking briefly at, before we started, you know, about photography. You You might have like a specialty of yours, like, you know, couples or... Weddings or, you know, whatever it is, but to, to do relationship photography seems out of the box for me, but then to add this um, creative journal expressive arts portion to it is fascinating. So you're like this relationship coach that seals it with this, you know, special picture I don't know. That just I find that absolutely fascinating, and I just love that you do that. And um, so, what then does healing with creativity mean to you?
1: So, for me, I think that we spend so much time talking and going in circles about different things. And don't get me wrong; I think talking is great, and hashing things out with friends is a really good idea. And sometimes, just the right questions will really get you to what you're looking for. But Finding creative out of the way boxes to really heal what's going on inside you could be way, way, way more effective and way more beneficial, especially that the same part of your brain that's in charge of emotions and memories connected to emotions has to do with creativity. So when you use creativity, you're hitting it really, really strong.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I, I teach that you know, in, in my classes as well. Right. And it's about changing the way your brain works by doing these creative acts. And yeah, that's so important. So important. So what would you say inspires you in the work you do?
1: For me, it's it's two things. First of all, most people are really like, they're really hesitant about the work. They're like, this just sounds way too weird. I don't think there's anything going to get out of this. And when they actually try it and they do get answers and they do start going through the healing process it's like okay this is actually cool that's really good second thing that inspires me is the fact that the work that I do nothing is like rules in a box this is what you have to do I always hated school he did the fact that you have to tell me what to do when I have to wake up when I'll decide that for myself okay thank you very much doing things creatively doing things with art with music with drama there's unlimited amount of things like i'll give you like a crazy story we're having this male family there's actually like this guest like a few guys by us a few of my brother's friends and they were taking glass cups like wine cups and they were filling different amounts of liquid in each one of them and then they were putting like um making your fingertip wet and then putting it around it and it makes different sounds and they were making different noises and they were just like having fun with it yeah these kids were like teenagers like older like 18 or something yeah And then my brother turns to me and he's like, you're now going to start using this with your clients. Right. And I was like, so true. Like, this is something that nobody thinks about and nobody does, but this is another way to express yourself creatively. And that's what I'm going to do in school. This would have never happened in traditional, like talk therapy that doesn't happen. So yeah, that's just like, as you see us talking differently, just lights me up.
0: Just having those things happen that can then inspire you to, to bring that into the work that you do. I love that. And it's so true because there's so many things that I see in the world or I try myself and I'm like, okay, yeah, my clients would get benefit from this. And, and you know, I love that. I would consider you a creative and a healer with the work that you're doing. And often those two professions, um, when it comes to monetizing, is frowned upon what are your thoughts on monetizing creativity and healing?
1: Okay. So for me, I never had really a challenge with it as in obviously there's always financial like decisions and how you're doing things, but specifically with how to monetize it, because I always framed it as coaching um, or I would do workshops. So people are coming to me, they're coming to learn how to heal themselves. Nobody thinks about, and about paying to go to therapy, about like you're paying to heal yourself that way. So if I could say, just like you could go to a therapist and heal yourself that way, I am here to help you heal yourself in a creative way. It's just funner. It's way cooler. You could try it once, see if it works for you or stop. So for me, that wasn't particularly an issue. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it depends on where you come to your work from, like, right. What, what your mindset is coming into it
1: yeah actually I was talking to someone yesterday who was trying to figure out like what he should do in life how he should like he's right finishing school and he like wants to know like should he go he wants to do something with helping people but how could he help people because like really like if you don't have your degree then you're not no one's gonna be able to hire you no one's gonna want you and really the thing and as I was talking to him I was like Yeah. Just like you said, I came from a family. We're doing these alternative or non-traditional ways of healing yourself and coming better. Like that's just the way we do things. That's the way my parents believed in things. And for me, it was easy to view it. So I could see why um, people have a much harder time doing it. And I think that someone who does, who is a creative and a healer or one of them and just wants to go and see how they can monetize it really has to network and socialize with more people in that way to go and become familiar with the other options that there are make friends in that circles associate with the same people that think the same not the same way do, but have the same mindset on creative healing um and then you'll come up with your own ideas and how you can monetize it
0: yeah i think actually that's a really good point because when i first creating started creating art you know everybody's like oh there's no money in it you can't do that and then you start hanging around with people who are making money doing it and it's like well wow, that really changes your mindset cuz other people have done it i can too right <laughs> so- yeah
1: yeah it's just like being careful not to compare yourself like oh my god they made a million dollars doing this or they just got a hyping like no you want to learn from them you want to become friends with them and and really get the most from it but just make sure the competition's not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another mindset issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? So mostly for me, it's painting with my non-dominant hand. So when I'm doing that, I am not painting art with a capital A to hang up on the wall, like behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more an expression of art versus actual art. I loved painting. I always did painting as a kid. And then as soon as I learned about this non-dominant thing, then I personally tend to end up doing for myself a lot of the non-dominant hand painting.
0: Yeah. And I talk about that a lot in my work too. It's about the process, not the finished product. Exactly. And so when you can feel into it, and I love the idea of the non-dominant hand. I've done drawing and writing that way. Um, I I don't think I've tried painting that way. So I might
1: have to try that and, and try painting, see. try painting afterwards with, like two paintbrushes or getting like really fun, like doing not even at the paintbrush with your hands. Like I love like for the, especially the sensory people, you get mm-hmm. all the way in it. It could get fun, right? Like There's no rules here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my hands in there. I'm gonna try that. Yes. <laughs> so what would you say you're the proudest of in your life? Okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but I am really proud of this. I This is how much I hated school and how much I hated rules. I was so fed up that at 16, I said, I am not going back to school next year. I don't care what, um, but my parents weren't in- so keen on me just like dropping out and getting work so they actually helped me did a lot of research looking into different schools to find out what else could i do differently that i won't be so called drop out but i still won't have to go back to like regular high school and I ended up going to England. and I studied in England for two years because there in England. They finish high school at 16 and they start college at 16. So I was able to go to college at 16, even though I never thought I'd go to college. But when it's like in replacement of high school, then it's way better. And like you have it's a different country. It's all adventurous. Right? Or I meet people from all around the world. Um so for me, that was people thought I was absolutely crazy. Like my favorite part after like knowing I was going there was telling people that I'm going there and just seeing their reactions and their responses and thing. And I was like, you know what? I got my diploma. I did my GD. So I got my diploma when you still have two years left of school. I'm coming home with already a lot of credits when you're just starting college. And I got a big head, besides for life experience, just ahead on life of people my age. So that most at this point in my life is the big, my biggest the thing i'm most proud of
0: i think that's fascinating too it, you know as someone who has stayed put pretty much the same place i've lived in a few cities um in canada but i've stayed put pretty much and i love the stories of people who are like no i went to school here and i went to school there and you know or i tried this or i went traveling and you know i i travel but it's usually for short little bits of time so um i'm a little envious and i think that's wonderful and you should absolutely be proud <laughs>
1: Not too late. You could still travel for a long time. Maybe COVID makes it a little bit harder, but you for sure could still travel now. Yes, <laughs> Maybe now it'll be easier to... to travel because I don't know how you're working with your clients now, but if it's more virtually, then for sure you could do it for longer.
0: I, I absolutely agree. I just have to convince my other half that this is a <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ready. I'm ready. So if you can change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be?
1: I don't know if it's through my work but the one I'm going to answer the part, the other part, because I'm just way too passionate about that, (laughs) but maybe through the help of my work will also help help it. But that would be is the acceptance of everyone, no matter who, no matter what people are like now, especially that everyone's so divided. And so things. this personally was something that I, from as a really young kid, I felt it, I felt it in schools, like from when I was like four or five years old. And I was always really passionate about it. So, I just like wish we like just look at the actual person and look past everything else that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doing healing yourself creativity, creativity through your non-dominant hand will help you actually realize that. So maybe that could also answer your question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really important. If we could all just be kinder to one another and understand that we're all the same and yet all just so different, you know, we could just, can't we get along? That's what right. I always want to say. Can't we just get along? <laughs> I absolutely agree. So you sound like you've had like this amazing, like done exactly what you wanted all the time. Have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome? And if so, what have you done about that?
1: So imposter syndrome never goes away. I don't know, like for anyone, it always creeps up at different times and different things. For me, I think I was always like really ambitious, really passionate and always like, just let's do this. And I didn't always think things through right away. And I would just like, go for it. And then at the last minute, like the day my course is about to launch or the day I'm starting with this new client or the day something happens like that, that for me is when it, like it really kicks in. And at that point, it's like, what you can do just Stop the whole thing. you put all this month of work and now you're just like not going to launch it. You're for all these people waiting for you. Ready to sign the contract. You're not just like going to write going back out. But it doesn't mean that for people who have earlier, they could still take that same mindset and use it like just because of this one thing, because today is your first day and you're not sure how to start this. So that's why you're going to stop doing this amazing thing that you want to do. It's this moment, you know, it's just for now. Get over it. Like, you know, you're mean, you like, you're you'll get over it and the rest of it, you'll be able to go and figure out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. And, you know, every woman I have talked to, and most of the men, but every woman I've talked to have have said, yeah, absolutely. And it never goes away. And <laughs> you just have to work through it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So by any chance, do you have an inspirational quote or a motto that you live by?
1: It's going to sound so cliche. I'm a bit embarrassed to say it. But I always say, no, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I, this is why I say That you heard this a million times, but until you actually go and do it, it doesn't matter that you heard it 500 times before, okay? So let this be the time that you actually go and listen to it, okay? Ready for the most cliche thing you ever heard? (laughs) That is be yourself, okay? I warned you, but go and do that. You hear it. You know it. Everybody talks about it. Everyone tells you about it. Social media is just full of it. People around you go and tell you that, but- are you actually living it? Well,
0: and the work I do is helping women step into their most authentic self. So it really is about being your being yourself. And it, it's so funny, because you talk about social media, and you know, it's it says that, but then it doesn't want you to behave in that way, right?
1: <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, that is just crazy. It's crazy. It is. So if you can just Maybe. Yeah, I guess so- part of it goes with don't live with double
0: standard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ignore what social media says on one hand and, you know, embrace it on the other. So, <laughs> but just take the good stuff with you. So is there anything else you'd like to offer for our listeners today that you maybe haven't had a chance to talk about yet?
1: I think some people may be listening. Um, to like this non-dominant hand thing. And they're like, okay, what should I do to really go and try it? So i could give you, if you want, if you're interested, like a quick exercise that people could really go and start and see like, Hey, maybe this works for me and I can go and do this. I
0: love that idea. Yes.
1: Okay. So yes. what you'd want to do is this is like, not so much on the creative art part so much more in the non-dominant part, but you could go and do it like, once you understand this a little bit, you could go and do it in a lot of different ways with painting, for like, say, for example. Um, but we'll one is you'll take um, a pen or preferably markers or crayons and a plain piece of paper and start by drawing a picture with your non-dominant hand. That's the hand you don't usually use to write with. Um, so even if you use both here, we're talking about specifically writing. And draw a picture of a challenging situation. It doesn't have to be anything major. It could be you had a bad morning. It could be you're not sure if you want to move or not or how you should convince. You better have to go and travel with you. It could be anything. Just go and draw a little diagram of that picture. Now, it doesn't have to be pretty. For those of you who don't make art and don't like drawing, then just make stick figures. It doesn't have to be anything amazing.
0: Well, and it is a little bit challenging with the uh, other hand, isn't it? So
1: Yeah, remember, you're not make it's the process. You're not making yeah. specifically art. You're feeling like a little kid, a five-year-old, maybe even lost, but that is fine. The point is what you're going to be going and getting out of it.
0: They're going to be stick figures because.
1: Yeah, it could be stick figures. Those are my favorite. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Now what you're going to have is a conversation between your two hands, which is really between your logical side of your brain and your creative side of your brain. Okay. So whenever you're thinking logically, you're writing with your normal hand, your dominant hand, um, and you're asking questions and you're thinking about the questions that you're answering. When you're answering, you're writing with your non-nominated hand, and you're not thinking, you're letting your subconscious, you're letting your creative mind just go and answer the question for you. So I'm going to give you some four basic questions to start off with, and then you could go and continue with whatever other questions you have. Now just make sure to do question, answer, question, answer. Don't write all the questions then write my old answers, because the point is really to go between both sides of your brain, both, mm, right? You want to okay. use your homework, not just your creative. Um, if I was allowed to say that, I don't know, but (laughs) that's true. Okay, so first question is you're talking to the picture, okay, which is really talking to the situation, to the challenge is happening. Number one is who are you? So you write the question, who are you? And then you answer the question. Don't think about it, what it is. Second question is gonna be, do you want me to wait or do you want me to continue? No, I'm good now. Okay, next one. Okay. Second question is how do you feel? What's going on here, right? How do you feel? So write the question, how you feel and then write the answer. Okay. Give me one second. Sure thing. Okay. That's hard to do. All right. Yeah. Right. The writing of it. (laughs) Totally. And it's fine. If you can't read it, the next thing is why do you feel this way? really understand, like, what's the cause of what's going on here? Now, if while you write your answer, if you feel like you're not getting anywhere, you don't really have an answer coming to your brain, start by repeating the question and the answer. So let's say, why do you feel this way? You would start answering, I feel that way um, your brain will start turning and start thinking of an answer. Mm -hmm. And then the last part, the last question that I have for you is what can I do to help you? Because we understand the problem. We understand why, but we want to move on from here. What can I do to help you? How can I actually move on from this? How can I actually solve this? What else can I do? Or whatever, what, any other question that helps you move forward so you don't get stuck in your problem. And answer the question. Now, as you do this, you very possibly will have more questions coming up. Can we just continue the dialogue and really go and figure out what is going on here. I love that. What's it like love to write that. with that hand? Oh, you do already. You said you already do writing with your non. I do a lot of writing,
0: um, and I have done some non-dominant handwriting. But I, you know, it's funny because I do I do a lot of um, journaling, uh, intuitive journaling. So I ask questions and write the answers, and ask questions and write the answers. Um, but I hadn't used the non-dominant hand to do that, and. That's very fascinating. So I might have to practice that a little bit and yeah, explore that a little bit more, know but it's goes. harder. It's harder in one way than you expect it to be because it's your non-dominant hand, but if you can just ignore it and do it, it was actually easier yeah. than I thought it would be.
1: Oh, thank you for saying that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People don't believe me. They're like, like, I could say that, but I'm doing this. i want to say, oh yeah, for sure. But there's, it, you're not, you're letting your, your intuition, like you said, you're letting your, your, your real self answer the questions, and give you the real answers that you're looking for. So yeah, that's yeah. part of why I love it so yeah. much. See, ask me what inspiration I get. For, okay. You did it not believe me before, but when someone doesn't believe me and then they try it and they feel like that, I'm like, mm-hmm, there's some truth to this. <laughs> I'm going to
0: have to explore this some more. Cause that's super fascinating, but yes. And And even just seeing it, like I, I can, I can even recognize the picture and I can almost recognize the writing. It's a little messy, but I can almost recognize the writing, (laughs) but it's
1: more, that's why I like saying if there is something important that came out of it, then rewrite it in your dominant hand.
0: Yeah. So that you don't forget it. You need to remember this. (laughs) Well, I want to thank
1: you so much for being
0: here today. And thank you for having me. This is fun. It was a lot of fun. So to our listeners, we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and... How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day? Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.